I'm Jay Pitts, a real estate broker, agent, leader, and investor. For the last decade, I've navigated the craziest of real estate markets this country has ever seen, selling over 2,000 homes, moving in and out of markets, always ahead of the curve. And now I'm bringing that perspective to you. This is your resource, and Real Talk About Real Estate starts right now. And we're back, folks. Resource, real talk about Louisville real estate. I am your host, Jay Pitts, broker owner at REMAX Premier Properties here in Louisville, Kentucky. And, you know, it's been an interesting few weeks, okay? An interesting few weeks to lead off, you know, I guess nine days into December. You might extend that slightly based on the the end of November Thanksgiving holiday, you know, this is the time of year when the real estate business gets typically a little bit quiet. Now, we haven't seen that. Uh, it has not come to fruition within our business. We're still, you know, knocking them dead out there, um, selling houses kind of left and right within these four walls, and our agents are doing the same. But it doesn't stop the fact that if you don't take this time of year to do planning, then you'll never find the opportunity. To do the planning, and just as we sp- we we uh, just as I say those words, I get a text message from one of my top agents that just discovered that his average sales price has climbed to three hundred and seventeen thousand for the year of twenty twenty. Okay, you know I, I I have a monthly call that I do with my top agents. We have several small groups that we do accountability and training and teach leadership in some and, you know, basically whatever they need in their business and the others. But, but this particular individual has been with me quite some time. And, you know, even the best of us fall victim to not knowing our numbers sometimes. And, you know, I challenged them this morning to come up with a very simple plan for 2021. You know, 2020 put us on our heels. Okay. We, we started off the year with great ambition we had lots lots of lofty goals and then you know right around the time that q1 was about to wrap we got thrown a you know 92 mile an hour slider on the outside corner right and and we were just completely on our heels like you know then we after sitting at home for 8 to 10 weeks some longer um, we realized that this was going to be one of the busiest years on record and has continued to be up until this very moment. So we didn't have time to reflect on plans or projections or goals. I prefer plans and, uh, and projections to the word goals, but we didn't get a chance to reflect on those things. We just had to hold on like we were waiting for the bell, at you know, the eight-second bell at the rodeo, right? Like trying to not allow the you know, the bull that was 2020 to throw us off to the ground. So right now is the time. Okay. And what better time to consider this topic that I have for you today? And that is the perfect year one in real estate client referral plan. Now I'm going to get into the specifics and I'm, but, but first I'm going to talk to you about what inspired this 
for today. And that is a return to basics, talking to the number. That's another thing that 2020 has brought. It took a lot of people in a lot of sectors of the economy, service industry specifically, okay, hospitality and service industries, and it made them think twice about what they did for a living. It made them say, you know, I've always liked real estate, and right now restaurants are closed, hotel business is down, you know, 60% year over year. I don't, what am I doing with my life, okay? I'm, I'm an employee of a large, you know, organization in, in, the, hosp, in, in, the, um, in, in the hotel industry, and, and I'm not doing anything for me but punching a clock. Or I'm a server in a restaurant, and I, I engage with people all day, every day. And, and I'm, I'm, the thing that's best about me is helping people enjoy themselves and, and you know, showing them a good time. I could do that in another way and do it for myself. And so we've seen, we've seen an inordinate number of people get into the real estate industry this year because of the health, relative health, as it relates to, as it compares to other sectors of the economy, but also just the, the fundamentals that, that show us that real estate is one of the very last small business uh, entrepreneurial endeavors that exist in the United States where you can start from nothing and become something very incredible. You can build a fortune. You can build wealth all on your own shoulders if you just show up and do the right things on a day-by-day basis. Anyway, so, so these conversations I'm having with these new agents highlight the need for a plan, a system, if you will, okay, a strategy. I prefer, I prefer strategy. I prefer a system to a plan. Plan seems passive. Strategy and system gives the impression both to you internally in your subconscious and to others around you that you know exactly what results you're going to get from said activities, Okay, so so the perfect year one client referral scratch plan, and let's call it a strategy or system. All right, now, what does that mean? And why year one? Year one, many of you who are listeners of this program have heard me say, and, and those, of you, those of you that are around me every day listening right now, those of you that are listening right now that were in my, my 10 a.m. meeting this morning, heard me say that the most impactful year in real estate, in a real estate career, is year one, followed by year two, followed by year three. It's a very simple and linear reason and relationship as to why this is true. It's because you have a finite amount of time to, to be in this industry and, and change your financial future. You don't know how long that is yet, but it's 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. We don't know how long we have, but we know it's finite. And we know that the cyclical nature of this industry means that clients repeat and refer. They repeat and refer, and there is a finite amount of time for them to do so. If they're repeating, they have a cycle of every five to seven years where they will repeat. There are only so many moves that they have that any one individual is going to make in their career or in their, in their, in their lifetime. So 
what I want you to understand is that being that the majority of your business, we talked about the 50-50s of real estate of a real estate career last week. Okay. You know, 50% sphere of influence or referral business and 50% new additions. Okay. 50% of that is going to come from your client base that you've worked with in the past or the people that you know. That's a substantial portion. That's if you're in growth mode, which you all are if this is year one. So why is it important to have a system? Okay, you have to start now. The more seeds you plant, the greater the harvest you will reap later in your career. Okay, so let's, let's, let's put a bow on the theory. All I want you to know is, is that you need to get started on day one of your real estate career executing the following plan. If you're already in year four, five, six, seven, 10, 12, whatever in your career, it is never too late to start because this will only drive your business forward. And it's very linear. Okay, step one of your real estate career, write a letter introducing yourself as a real estate agent and mail it to everyone you know that you have an address that would know who you are when receiving that letter. That's it. Very simple. Hi. What does the letter say, Jay? I don't know what to say. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed because I've been in the business a year and I never sent a letter like this. It's very simple, guys. Don't overcomplicate it. If you're brand new and it is day one, it says, hi, I'm so-and-so. I'm so excited to start a career in real estate. I know you may know me as something else, but this is my passion and this is my pursuit. And I'm excited to work with people that I know, like, and trust, namely you. Yes, you should be that direct. The truth is, is that a good percentage of the people that you'll send this letter to won't even read it, but they will make the connection that you are a real estate agent now, which if they just do that, it's good enough. Okay. If you are close to me and you know, if you know me, really, if you, if you're, even if you're not reach out to me, however you may text DM Facebook group, whatever. I've got a template. I'll give you the one that we use. No, no strings attached. Use the letter that we give or write your own or edit it. Use it as a jumping off point. Totally fine by me, but mail the letter. Mail it on day one. As soon as you can. Mail it. Okay? It's the greatest return on investment you'll ever get from any activity in your real estate career ever. Mail the letter. Step two. Seven days after the letter is mailed, pick up the phone and call every single person that you sent a letter to. Direct Mail Marketing Association of America, I'm not going to quote a number. I will be making it up on the spot. They have done the research and they show that a call behind a direct mail piece increases substantially the impression rate of that mail piece. So if you're like me and you're someone that opens your mail above the trash can, okay, you may make a momentary connection that so-and-so is now a real estate agent, fantastic, before it goes in the trash. 
okay, that escapes your conscious mind and lives in the subconscious, you know, without reference until the next brand engagement piece of marketing hits, okay? If you don't send them something else or you don't call them or you don't see them by chance, which there's a lot less by chance encounters in the public right now since we're all spending a whole lot more time at home. But if you don't do that, they may never recall that out of the subconscious to remember that you're a real estate agent. And contrary to what you may hope, people do not live and breathe, eat and sleep, okay, for the purpose of supporting your real estate, your real estate career. Just because they know doesn't mean they'll remember. Just because they remember doesn't mean they'll support. Okay, what we have to do is train people to act on our behalf and provide us support in our business. That's what this system is. The first step is mail the letter. The second step is to make the call. What do I say on the call, Jay? I don't know what to say. I'm embarrassed. Okay, I don't know why you're embarrassed, but that's okay. You say, Groundbreaking. Seth's got a smile on his face across the room right now, and I'm loving it. What do you say? Did you get my letter? It's that simple. Did you get my letter? No? Fantastic. I'll send you another one. Yes? Amazing. What'd you think of it? It is that simple. Did you get my letter? And then let it go from there. Build rapport. You're all engaging individuals. It's what drew you probably to the real estate uh, business, the industry. I don't know very many people that are in this business that don't like to talk. Okay. My wife would be one of them, but she runs operations for a brokerage of 80 agents. Okay. Like that's her game. She's not outselling, but surprisingly, despite her introverted nature, she's really good at sales when she decides that she's going to do it. So here's the thing, you know, like trust these people already, and you have a measure of rapport. Ask for what you want. It's that simple. Did you get my letter? And then repeat the content of the letter, if you have nothing else to say, you know what, I'm very excited. I'm so happy to be in real estate. My office is great, the market's good, I can't believe it. I, I don't know why I didn't make this move sooner. It's something I've always thought about. Okay, that, that's if you're new. What if you're not new? If you're not new, I can't believe I didn't send this letter sooner. It, you know, it just makes total sense, but you know, we just get wrapped up in all the things and. You know, what's really important to me is that I have the support of people that I know, like, and trust, like you. You know, I've been cold calling, I've been doing Zillow, I've been doing this, I've been doing that, and all that stuff is great and fantastic, but you know, it all ends up in me working with people that I don't really know, that I hope to know, that I hope I like when I get to know them, and maybe they'll do business with me, but you know, all this time I could have been spending my time on people like you. We like to call that a mea culpa letter. Why didn't I do this sooner? Why didn't I ask for your support sooner? And once again, did you get my letter? It's that simple. Okay? Don't overcomplicate things. Being overcomplicated breeds an environment that destroys activity, that destroys action. Don't think, do. Be a doer. All right, moving on. Step number three. Seth, I'm not going to get through this if I don't keep moving, man. I got on my soapbox. Um, step number three, reserve 
I know I told you to call everyone that you mailed a letter to, and that is true, but a caveat to number step number two is reserve your top 10 or top five or whatever. We can talk about, should you send 500 letters? I don't know. I'm going to let you make that choice. You know, I don't care how many letters you send. I don't care how, enough. Send enough letters. Make enough calls. You'll know the number based on your network. Okay? You know, but top five or top ten, the important thing is that you understand the most intimate of those relationships, reserve them, set them aside in another pile. And when you make the call behind those letters, you're not going to deliver any sort of dialogue. You're going to simply ask for a face-to-face meeting. Now, I know with a pandemic that's a little bit more challenging, totally okay and acceptable for you to you know, do a Zoom instead. Or just have a really personal phone call. That's a, that's a uh, a little bit of a spoiler on where this is headed. But you know, if you do it over the phone, that's fine. I'm not again. Don't overthink it. I would prefer you have a face to face meeting at a coffee shop, or have lunch, or at their home. But once again, if that's not safe right now because of the pandemic, then take what you can get. Okay, because. Something is better than nothing, infinitely better than nothing, okay? Waiting until after the pandemic is over is not acceptable, okay? Time is of the essence. So get that, schedule a meeting, schedule a call. If it's a text and says, hey, I, I need 15 minutes of your time, when can, we, when can we talk without distraction? Something, like... Send the signal that this is serious to the five or ten most intimate relationships that are on that list. Okay, now who is that? That's your best friend. That's your maid of honor. That's your 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 best man in your wedding. That's you you know your your kids' godparents. That's you know your your parents. Your your mother and father. Okay, that is the people in this life that want to see you succeed more than anyone else. My guess is there's not more than can be counted on two hands. Okay? But they're out there. Okay? And that's very important that you identify who those people are because you're going to approach them in a very different way. And this is the moment in this conversation or in this episode that's going to make you cringe a little because I'm going to ask you to do something that gets gets most people very much out of their comfort zone. But I'm going to cite someone that's worked for me for a little over five years now. Her name is Kristen Andrews. I hope she's listening. Um, But she did this. And she was incredibly uncomfortable like most people are when I tell them. But she identified some clients that have supported her business with an order of magnitude more than anyone else has through her five years by having this simple dialogue. And that dialogue is is that you look at them, and I'm going to try to look at the camera, make eye contact when you have that meeting, and you say, hey, I'm really excited to do what I do. Notice the the tone of voice drop. Soften the speech. I'm really excited about what I'm doing. This move, I've never felt this way in a career. And I hope that's true, okay? I'm not telling you to lie, but let's, let's assume that's true for now. I'm really excited. I've never felt like this before. 
But you know, I've taken a big risk. There's no promise of success. There's a lot of competition. I've allied myself with a great team, a great organization. I have all that I need to be successful. Um, but what I've come to realize in the short period of time that I've been doing this is that my success is going to almost entirely rely upon getting the support from the people that matter most to me. And when I sat down to start planning how I was going to attack this industry, I made a list of those people and your name was on it. And I basically just decided, regardless of how uncomfortable it might be, that I needed to let you know that I really need your support. And let the silence sink in. It's a good close. Anyway, hopefully that didn't make any of our viewers uncomfortable practicing my radio, my, my nighttime weekend radio DJ voice. But um, there's an important reason why you have to deliver that dialogue in that way. And here, and here it is. And I'll tell you that in my career, some of you know this story already, I had this very conversation and I came up with this idea and this epiphany hit me one day when talking to my own mother. And my mother sometimes watches the podcast and listens. Not always. I think she gets tired of hearing me talk, but that's okay. Most people around me get tired of hearing me talk, including my own wife. But um, it doesn't mean it's not true. And, and the truth is, is that my mother above all other people was confident in my success. And that confident, or my conf, my, she was confident in my ability to succeed, I should say. Okay, a success that I had yet to achieve when I moved from, the, from, from a successful mortgage origination career to real estate. She just knew that I was going to do well. She just knew it. In her bones, she knew it. She was more confident in me than anyone else. Okay? But what that confidence did was breed complacency in her. She told herself, you know what? Jay's going to do fine. He's going to do great. I just know it. Okay. So then she goes to work. She worked at the time in a, uh, a chain of physical therapy clinics that had like 25 clinics in town. If anybody knows anything about physical therapy, it's a relatively young industry or youthful industry. It's only been around, you know, 30 years or so. Um, you know, and most physical therapists are my age. You know, I'm 39 now. You know, ten years ago, most of them were thirty, right? the 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 industry seems to be aging with me because of the, you know, the popularity of the career at the time that I went through school. And so, what you what she, what she was in close proximity to were people my age, in mass, that were starting families and buying homes. And after and in six months. My first six months in the business, I recall having no less than four to five conversations with her about people that she was on a first name basis with, within her her network of people that she worked with every day that, oh yeah, so-and-so's buying a home in St. Matthews. Oh, you know, Jill and James, they're buying a home in Middletown. And I, you know, I, I would just, I grew more and more frustrated with every conversation we had because it never once occurred to her that she should insert herself into those conversations early enough and say, you know what? My son is an amazing real estate agent. Would you like me to make the introduction? She didn't do that because she was complacent, and I love her. 
and she supports me, her, her, the bounds of her support have no end. But she had to be trained and taught that I needed her support. And so I had this very conversation with her, with my own mother, that I needed her. She didn't think I needed her before I had that conversation. I was a grown man. You know, I was an adult. I'd been successful at pretty much everything I'd, I'd ever done in, in my work life. And I would have been successful without her support, but I got it by having that conversation. She took action. Instead of passively providing support for me by giving me encouragement, she went out and took action. And that's what you have to train your people to do for you. And if the five most important people in your life are not doing that, you're putting yourself at a severe disadvantage and all it takes is a conversation that is just a little uncomfortable. Anything worth having is on the other side of uncomfortable. So I encourage you to go do that. Now that's, that's step one, two, and three in a nutshell. Write the letter and mail it. Make the calls and deliver the dialogue. Have the face-to-face -face meetings with the five to ten most important people in your world and get humble. Get vulnerable and ask them to act on behalf of your success. When you do that, it will happen. I guarantee, you can send me an invoice if it doesn't happen, but I guarantee you will get a minimum of one transaction in your first three months by just doing those things. Guaranteed. And if you don't, you'll know exactly where you stop short in terms of effort and execution, and that's what caused you to miss. You'll probably get more like three or four transactions because when you are willing to act with this resolve, you inspire people. People want to work with people who inspire them. All right, let's move forward. Next step, set up a plan to touch everyone that you sent that letter to from multiple streams multiple times a year. I'm going to go kind of quick through this because I went a little long on the last stuff, but this is imperative. You want two mail pieces per month. Doesn't have to be fancy, doesn't have to be glossy, it can be a piece of paper folded and hand addressed and stamped, lick stamped envelope. Doesn't matter. In fact, the more low tech you go, maybe the more impactful it is. Because fancy mail gets thrown away faster than cheap mail. Does everybody understand this? I hope you do. Hope you're nodding your head on the other side of this on the other side of that speaker. Fancy mail gets thrown away. Okay? You don't want to pay for postage? Let me give you a trick. Go pick up some free FedEx envelopes and throw your letter inside a FedEx envelope and drop it on their front porch. Everybody opens an overnight envelope. Everyone. And FedEx envelopes and UPS envelopes are free. Now, if you do that for very long, you might get in trouble. But I guarantee you it will work. Um, anyway. Uh, I've got myself off topic. Two mail pieces a month. What's the market doing? What should they do for their home? What's the market for their neighborhood doing? The more personal. Here's the great thing about being new, guys. You got time. 
You got time and literally you can make it, you can choose to spend it however you will. But just to, it takes you five minutes to run a quick CMA for a specific neighborhood. Fold that up three ways, throw it in an envelope with a handwritten note and say, thought you might like to know what the sales in your neighborhood look like. God, that is so impactful for people. If somebody's already bought a home with someone else before and you're trying to you're trying to steal them away from another agent who probably isn't following up with them, that is the way to do it. Two mail pieces a month. Two emails a month. Email's free. Okay? You can send the same stuff via email and I suggest you make it personal. There can't be most most of you, if you're new to the industry, you don't have 100 people on that list. If you've been in the business less than two or three years, you probably don't have 100 past clients. It's not that hard to come up with a relatively personal email. Send two a month. Okay, next step. Four calls per year. Phone calls. You can count your call behind your sphere letter as call number one, but next quarter you're making another call. Okay, something, find something relevant. Okay, if you can't find something relevant to talk about on every conversation about work, go with the Ford method, family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. Those four things everyone will talk about. Find a way to be the person, the person, not the salesperson, but the person that can have that conversation. If you do, you will never want for business. Four calls a year. And I will backtrack in a minute for those of you that are on a team or you have a, gr- a large business that are listening to this and you're not brand new to the industry, four client events a year. And if you're looking for something to talk about, calling 30 days prior to a, cl- to a client event to personally invite and have the Ford dialogue, family occupation, recreation, and dreams, that's a very relevant phone call to make. A couple years ago, We did the year of the client because I had woefully underperformed at recognizing my sphere of influence and my past clients. So we did a client event a month. Actually, we fell a little short. I think we ended up doing 10. But we did 10 client events in a year. And the best part about that was the networking, the good time, being the host, and having conversations that led to business because we got to have fun with our clients and they supported us for it pretty exciting. Four client events a year. Lastly, four door drops per year. Small pumpkins at, uh, with, with a ribbon and a business card stapled to it at, at Halloween. You know, candy bags as another alternative. Find, find them and, and, you know, a pack of, pack of uh, you know, tulip seeds dropped on the front porch with a business card in the spring. You know, somebody that likes to garden. There, there's all kinds of stuff that you can do. There's great ideas. Small, a small pack of uh, sparklers for the kids around July 4th dropped on the front porch with a business card stapled to it or a little handwritten note is phenomenal. Phenomenal. Um, lastly, a handwritten birthday card. Handwritten birthday card mailed every year or an anniversary handwritten card on the, on, on the anniversary of their home purchase. You have no idea the impact that the very simple gesture will have on the way someone leaves an impression on your business, whether they will refer. Remember, you have a finite period of time to be in this business, okay? Once you plant the seed, you know, the more seeds you plant early, the greater the harvest you're going to reap. 
The more seeds you plant early, the more opportunity those seeds are going to have to sprout and refer you more business. And the earlier and the more often they refer, the growth becomes exponential. It's the hockey stick curve. That's what you're after. 20 transactions in year one become 40 transactions in year two, 80, 160, massive team, whatever you want. Design your business or just be laser focused at representing the kind of clients that you want because you have the choice at this point. 97% of agents don't make it five years. I have a feeling that number is going up over the next few because of the amount of influx that we've had, the popularity of of the residential real estate industry as a career. So, recap. Write the sphere letter and mail it. Make the phone calls behind it and have the dialogue. Do the top five uh, MVP, you know, lunch, coffee meeting, I need you dialogue. Afterwards, systematically send two mail pieces a month, two emails a month, four calls a year, four clients, events a year, four door drops a year, and one handwritten card on an annual basis. If you do those things, okay, you'll never need Zillow. You'll never need Realtor.com. You'll never need pay-per-click advertising. You'll never need anything because this will produce a quarter million dollar a year real estate commission income or better. Or better. And then I'll be talking to you about how to have quality of life because you have so much business versus how you're going to make your mortgage next month, how you're going to pay off your student loans or your car payment. It's pretty impactful where you can go from zero to independently wealthy in this industry. It, it, is, it is unlike any other. You know, if you go into insurance sales, you're probably eating ramen for the first five years. Now, you might you make it past five years, you might end up making a million dollars a year, but you get into financial planning, it's the same. Any, any similar industry, consumer-facing, has incredibly high failure rates and not the same income potential for early on in your career. And I can't tell you how many new-to-the-industry real estate agents I see not doing the things that I've just laid out in this episode. What do you think I did? I did this and some. And then I got busy. And then I went away from it. And my business didn't suffer because of the way I left people feeling, because I gave great service. But I know, probably better than any, where I could be had I stayed with the fundamentals my entire career. Now, I'm teaching more than I'm doing. But... Um, it's pretty special what, what the simplistic plan that I've laid out for you today can yield. It, I mean, it's not tens of thousands. It's hundreds of thousands of dollars in income over your career. Hundreds. And I don't know anybody listening to this that wouldn't take an extra hundred grand right now. Seth, I know you would, right? He's nodding his head at me. All right, folks, I'm done preaching. Sorry I got on my soapbox. Hopefully it was an impactful episode for you. This is something I'm very passionate about. I hope you can tell. Um, but more than anything, I would just love, I would love to hear from one of you, just one, that hears this episode and says, Jay, I'm putting that to action. And I would, more than that, I would like to you to come back to me after you've told me that you did it, you were starting it, 
Come back to me in 30 or 60 days and let me know you got a deal from it because I know it will happen the way my mother knew I would be successful. I know it in my bones that this works. All right, until next week, we're going to remind you, remind you in our, our shameless plug, if you haven't yet, or even if you have, we'll see if iTunes will allow us to have more than one per, per, uh, per viewer, per listener. Give us a five-star review. I don't want four-star. I want five. The better reviews we get, the more the algorithm shows people that they should be listening to our podcast here in the Louisville area, and I would greatly, greatly appreciate that. We don't make any money doing this. Um, it's just something that I really like doing. It's something that I do for our agents here. I have these dialogues, and I like to put it out for everybody to hear. Uh, maybe it helps with recruiting a little bit. I'll be honest about that. But um, truth be told, uh, I just like doing it. And so I hope you get something valuable from it. But if you could just say, if you, if you would like uh, to show your appreciation, do so in the way of a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you podcast. As always, you can get access to our private Facebook group, Resource Real Talk about Louisville Real Estate. Just send me a message or a request. It's not secret. You can search for it. Um, that's re with the R, with the parentheses around the RE. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, DM, text, call me. You can find me. It's not that difficult. Uh, I'm not a secret agent. I am definitely out there. But uh, once again, I appreciate you joining us in on a weekly basis. We're here around noon. With We've got a little bit of a fluid sense of start time, but we'd like to put the graphic up to let you know when we're going live in the Facebook group. We'll be back next Wednesday. You know, I don't think we're getting into holiday calendar just yet with another episode. Once again, I am your host, Jay Pitts, broker owner at REMAX Premier Properties for resource, real talk about Louisville real estate. We'll see you soon.